We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Storm Dry Weather Podcast. This is episode 276. I'm Random. I'm Corey. And this is the Severe in Heat. I didn't know what to name it. There is so much going on here lately. And even yeah. today. Yeah. I mean, you know, July is hot. Of True. course it's going to be. But we, you know, for it not being a severe weather season, we do have our share of storms in July. That is true. We do. Today is the seventeenth. Uh huh. Uh, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. When was that? Twenty eighteen, I believe. July nineteenth, we had a derecho go through Branson. Oh my gosh! Five years ago. That's the day we had Mike from the National Weather Service on the podcast. Oh, that was the day. That was the day, and that Ooh. was also in July. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, that was five years ago this week. Holy cow! Can you that? Yeah. See, this week in weather history, man. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and we just uh, went under a severe thunderstorm warning today. We're recording this at 2 well, 2.30-ish uh, in the afternoon. I get a bonus. We get to do it in the daytime. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they just went under uh, that till 9 o'clock tonight for all of southwest Missouri, and we see stuff starting to fire on radar. So if, uh, if we get a warning, Corny, Corey's going to have to uh, take that and post it to the page, so I'll talk i mean i think i can talk i don't know <laughs> we'll find out i can play the piano or something I, yeah i can i got the piano back there anyway the the primary hazards with this severe thunderstorm watch today is wind gusts to 70 mile per hour and hail the size of apples 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 i have a beef i have a beef with that because National Weather Service says we can't use marbles. Right. Because there's tiny marbles and there's, you know, big marbles. Well, I just called something up on the internet and I asked Mr. Google, what is the size of an apple? And Mr. Google says, when harvested, <coughs> when harvested, apples are usually roundish, usually, mm-hmm. uh, two to four inches in diameter. So that's kind of very. So out of all the. Uh predetermined hail size from the chart the charts that have been around for years yes we decided to add one today apparently apparently yeah we don't have anything else the size of an apple or could they be the size of an apple from two to four inches i i don't know it could well okay okay it what's could the be teacup a- size people were complaining about teacups maybe they went, went to apples oh let's see what they, is the they size were complaining of- about teacups which you know Okay, what's the size of a teacup? Six ounces. No, that's not what we want. <laughs> Six <What>? ounce hail. <laughs> uh, that won't hurt you. No. Well, it's not telling me. Yeah, well, they have this chart. Now, wait a minute. Because they have tennis ball size. 
Yeah. They have baseball size. Which, if you ask me, a tennis ball is about the size of an apple. You know. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But so is a baseball. Could be. Uh-huh. <laughs> but a softball is four inches. Are they saying an apple could be the size of a softball? Mm, uh, that's more grapefruit to me. Okay. You know. Wow. <laughs> Let me see diameter. Diameter. Diameter of a teacup. Okay, the diameter of a teacup. Okay, three and a quarter to three and three quarters inches. So let's say three and a half inches. So a teacup is three and a half inches, let's say. All right, so that's good. So so it, it's a large apple. <laughs> I know, we're, right. I'm going off on this. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't personally don't agree with them using the word apple to describe hail. I think they should probably do a little bit better. Um, but anyway, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, speaking of wind and hail, wow. Last Friday, we actually, Branson actually got a severe thunderstorm and it was rolling. For sure. Boy, um, it was coming in quick too. Man. Yeah. And uh, we saw it in, in Kansas and, mm-hmm. and it just kept going and kept going and kept going. It's, I don't know if it's a, a derecho because the criteria for derecho is, a storm, windstorm, four hundred miles long and sixty miles wide. I think this had characteristics of it, but I don't think this was. We can classify it as a derecho, right? Uh, I don't think. But uh, eight thirty-two p.m. I was outside. I'm getting ready to uh, to post some video. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, I lost power. Yeah, mine didn't even flicker, which is weird because I'm wow. on fire too. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, Liberty was out. I mean, some people were out till 3 p.m. Saturday, which was insane. Uh, they they said mine was going to come back around 1 a.m. So Gary and I, we just we drove to um, Cross Creek, which is what three blocks from here. Yeah, they had power. Right. Had pizza. Drove around town. Everybody else had power, but we did not have power, and hmm. we went to. Uh, you know, we, we tried to play cribbage by candlelight. That's hard to do. I, I'm guessing. I mean, there's nothing else to do. I mean, what are you going to do? And you have no power. Uh, thank God it wasn't like 100 degrees outside. So that mm-hmm. was good. Finally came back on at 6.37 a.m. So it was off about 10 hours. And the USDA says that, uh, you know, perishable stuff in the fridge is only good for four hours if the power goes off. So we replaced a few things on there. So I got all that. And now... Here we got a severe thunderstorm watch today with 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 stuff going on. I it's not. Uh, I almost made a post. the The structure and setup is not quite what it was on Friday. Right. Uh, this is more what they say. Stuff is firing on a boundary or outflow boundaries or something, and it's interacting. I don't know. Something weird's going on. They're not. You know, they're moving. They're not stationary. I'm looking at the radar right now. Okay. All the way from Bolivar to Lebanon is severe right now nothing oh nothing great. so much upstream from us though okay so is that an outflow boundary it's looking i'm going to point to this thing like right there because it looks like it's right where there yeah where you had it. it looks like things are like fanning out possibly I mean, I'm not seeing. I'm Sorry. seeing stuff. This is a great podcast. Developing <laughs> on whatever that is, but I don't see the outflow boundary itself. Yeah, yeah. These things are kind of, kind of uh, disappearing or whatever. Right. Um, 
So anyway, we got that going. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this just because people are going to probably listen to this tomorrow and it's going to be gone. But what we have tomorrow, which I haven't seen yet because there's so many advisories out here. The heat's coming back. Heat. It's because it's July. Yeah, but this is bigger heat than what I think. I mean, our average is 90 and 69. And that's going to be average in 90 69 all the way through August 16th. Mm-hmm. So that that's about, you know, heat indices are going to be up there. It, it is hot. And that's probably why we're having these really, really, really intense storms coming on. Because right. the forecast grid, didn't you say, and I saw it too, the next chance of rain is what, Friday? Yeah. I don't know if it's if it's still on there because it, you know, it's Friday, but yeah, and today's today Monday. Monday, yeah. <laughs> they didn't call for anything today, and then it, they crept in ten percent, and then they was at twenty percent. So, but you know what? We need rain, but we don't need it all at once. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You got the drought thing up there. You want to want to talk about the drought? We're in a drought. Yeah, but it's getting worse. It is. Let me bring it up real fast. Yeah. It's getting all over the... Well, there's not a part of Missouri not being affected at this point. Oh, yeah. So I guess Taneyville is getting dry now. So. Yeah, it's... <laughs> they filled that in from last week. I guess that's probably a glitch, I'm going to guess. Somehow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you got your extreme... You know, you're exceptional. That's the worst drought you can have right in the heart of Missouri. Oh, the, the D4. The oh. very, uh, very center part of missouri is in a d4 and Dang. and a wide swath surrounding that is in a d3 which is extreme and uh i you know it's probably it's gonna persist you know uh now for this first time in a while you know branson we've been in the abnormally dry for a while but now we're actually into a moderate drought here in in branson and it stretches mm. up through Christian County and uh, is that D one? Yeah, yeah, we're increasing. Yeah. It's moderate, but uh, I'm just I ha- I hate being dry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we need. I've said it every time. We just we don't need three inches of rain or four inches of rain all at once. Because and that's what you get with these July yeah poppers. Pops, pop up storms, you know. Yeah, and they're fast moving. They hit quick and they leave. I mean, I we had two kind of stormage uh, rain events or whatever, which we got, I think, up to three inches or something. Went out to the disc golf course. It was very playable, you know, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if it comes all at once, it's going to run off into the lake. I did pass Taney Como. Taney Como was really brown. Was it brown when you well, passed Well, yeah, it's all the runoff from the creeks that run into it. Exactly. Uh, it does that every time. We need some tropical stuff, but... Well, it's early for that still for here. Anyway, well, you want to check those models and let's see what's going on here. So let's get to your segment. Model Minute, Model Minute. What do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah, so not only what's going on now, but uh, in the future when people hear this. Well, the GFS, they should really listen to it like... uh, as soon as we post it, because I'm going to... You know, the GFS has this thing hitting Branson. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good line all across all of southwest Missouri. Heavy precept at, uh, let's see, 6 o'clock this evening. Mm. Yeah. 
So they do have that filling in a little bit. I'm going to show Randy. Oh, yeah. He can explain. He can agree oh, with me. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. See, see, he agreed with me. That looks pretty intense. It does. And About that, six, so I need to go play disc golf at five. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> All right. That watch lasts till nine, right? Yeah. So, well, we'll, yeah. we'll pass today. <laughs> okay. And uh, dry, hot, dry, hot. A little bit of a uh, something on Friday, but I'm sprinkles compared to what they have today. It's just scattered uh, light stuff, really. It's nothing. Wouldn't be surprised if that just disappeared off the forecast grid one of these days. Wow. I'm checking the grid now. And that's the same. That's the story for the rest of the time. I mean, we have a little bit of rain on my anniversary, July 26th. But nice. that's so far out. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, it's it's just hit and miss pop, pop-up stuff all over the uh the forecast or the, the model loop, uh-huh. uh huh. Three hundred eighty-four hours out. The most promising is today. T- t- this evening at six. Today, right, right. six o'clock. Be well, there. Here. <laughs> well, here. I, would you check this? I want you to check the thermals, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm actually looking at the forecast grid for Friday. It says chance of showers, of course, partly sunny, the high of eighty-five. Mm. So, and I I've been hearing chatter. That after this hot stretch, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the culprit's coming through and it's going to kind of set reset temperatures. So the high, what the grid says for Branson, high 85 on Friday, high 89 on Saturday, and then 92 on Sunday. So what are you seeing? Friday, I got 89 for a high on the models. Perfect. Nothing too shabby. And of course, you know, put that in perspective, tomorrow night, we may not make it out of the 80s overnight, you know, the bo- the bottom may drop out right around 80, 79, 80. It's going to be hot. That's insane. It's going to be hot. And that's why and that's, the heat advisory. That's exactly why they issued that heat advisory. Yeah, heat advisory tomorrow. I didn't even see the criteria on it. Let me let me click it. Uh, let's see. So so what they're saying, all pre- pretty much all of southwest Missouri, heat indices uh, from 100 to 107. It goes in effect noon tomorrow through 7. So this we're talking Tuesday. And what's really funny, Tuesday wasn't going to be that hot. Wednesday and Thursday were going to be hot. Now it's Tuesday, Wednesday going to be hot, and Thursday's going to be cooler. Do you trust the GFS? Uh, with this finger. Do you trust <laughs> it more with thermals than storms? Thermals, yes. It's not looking good. <laughs> oh, no. What are you seeing? In the, the, I just now saw this. Oh, no. I just now saw this. Okay. Well, let's fast forward about... You know, past the day, that nice Friday we're going to have. Okay. And uh, let's go into Saturday. Saturday looks decent as well. 90, 93, you know, normal. And then Sunday, 100 degrees. (sighs) Monday, 101 degrees. Wait. Tuesday, 105 degrees. And this is Springfield. And this is air temperature, not... Oh, no. Uh, Wednesday, 105 degrees. Thursday, 104 degrees. Oh, shoot. Okay, that's cooler. <laughs> Friday into Saturday, 107 degrees. Okay, so now we're getting almost two weeks out, so I, I have less confidence there. Right. And this is toward the end of the month, we're still looking... Way above 100. Let's just say every day 
every day over 100, according to this, for two weeks. Every day. Well, they've been talking about this is probably going to be the hottest year on record. Oh. That's the hottest model I've seen in forever. 107 on some of that stuff. Maybe even, you know, that was a Springfield. Right. South of there was even hotter. And like you said, that's air temperature. You that's put, air temperature. We throw in some humidity with that. We're going to have excessive heat warning criteria. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these little shots like tomorrow, heat advisory. But yeah. And I think wasn't uh, Miami, Oklahoma was under excessive heat warning. They have been already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, make sure your air conditioners are good. Man. Uh, I'm going to talk to my travel agent. I didn't to see that. <laughs> now you're all depressed. <laughs> That's hot. I mean, my tomatoes do not produce over 95 degrees. They just stop. Really? Now, it went a little bit lower this past week uh, for a little bit, a couple days, and I got blooms all over, but past 95, they don't bloom. <coughs> they don't like the heat, and I have to water them two to three times a day when it gets over, you know, 95 degrees. Ah, so. Well, I have to be watered when it's it's over 95 degrees. People are, we had a concert. This isn't just here. You know, Jason Aldean is is a country superstar. He had to walk off the stage last night. You could tell someone was up. Something he didn't, he started getting a little dazed and confused. He ran off the stage, got put in the hospital for heat stroke last night oh no yeah and this is in connecticut connecticut yeah so geez it's affecting the entire country the heat is yeah i don't like when i see 107 on the well in death valley uh the meteorologists down there are afraid that they're going to bust 130 degrees now i saw i was going to bring this up uh later but i just now remembered it and it's about what in oklahoma they had a, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, somewhere down by Oklahoma City had a, uh, it was a uh, heat index of 125 or something like that. And that's Death Valley, temp- feel, what, what feels like what Death Valley would feel like right. you know, in Oklahoma. Oh. 125 heat index. And they keep talking, talking about this heat dome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and El Nino, they, a lot of them are linking it to El Nino because the pattern's shifting. And that's allowing this. Well, they got to blame it on something. I know. I blame it on summer. (laughs) That's fair. I blame it on the tilt of the Earth, the Earth's axis. Yeah, we're 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 closest to the sun and climate change. Not not close. Sorry. (laughs) Well, and climate change is true. That's true. I mean, what was it last week or the week before? I had that that thing where we uh, July fourth was globally the warmest temperature ever recorded. Average. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if we get another one of those days before this month is over. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And if you're seeing 107, boy. Yeah. Uh, right. We, we may have to do this remotely from our freezers. On those days. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. I know. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, we'll just have to see whew, next week. I mean, oh, and I'm getting ready to go to Sacramento this weekend to run sound for Maryland. They have been under excessive heat warnings for a week. Crazy. And I looked, and they're like 95. I'm like, is that excessive heat? <laughs> when does, uh, when's monsoon season? It's later. When, when does that happen? I'm not sure, but one of the meteorologists said they are waiting on it. Yeah, so I, I know it's, it's not here yet. I know it's soonish. Mm. I tell you what, you look under monsoon season, and I'll get to the tropics, because right. i got some stuff to talk about. Tropical. 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 It's tropical. 
Yeah, we have tropical depression dawn out there. It's kind of in the middle of the. If you you know make a if you triangulate, it's right in the middle of the Atlantic. Uh, I'm going to call it the drunken sailor was hanging out with Jose that one time. It's just spinning and kind of going out of control. It's it's going to kind of drift to the southeast and then kind of recurve and go southwest and then go back northeast and. Yeah, it's just kind of a drunken sailor. Uh, it's expected to become a tropical storm, but it's way up there uh, above the, you know, the, the Goldilocks zone or where it is. But water's still warm, so mm-hmm. it, you know, and that's all we have in the Atlantic now. <clears throat> Pacific. Once Hurricane Calvin, it was a pretty decent hurricane. I don't think it got to major, but it was decent. Has now decreased to a tropical storm. Uh, maximum stay winds are 50 mile per hour. But check this: central minimum pressure is only a thousand. That's not that deep. No. For a 50 mile an hour thing, it's moving west at 20, and it is headed for Hawaii. It is interesting. Yeah, they said last week it would not make it to Hawaii, but I think they're kind of wrong. Why um, southern it? part? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've already got tropical storm warnings for the the southern uh, portions of the islands. Uh, it is, I mean, the storm is not going to reintensify. It really is going to keep decreasing, but it's hanging on. Yeah, and Might be uh, rainy. At least they're getting some rain. <laughs> right. Well, monsoon season started June fifteenth. Oh, really? And uh, last till September thirtieth, and there is a slow start to the monsoon season right now. But according to reports, that could change soon. Okay. So it really develops in July, but they start at, you know, how the Pacific hurricane season starts two weeks earlier. Right. So they they moved month season to two weeks earlier, too, for some reason. Maybe that's related. I don't know. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah. They really say, say it gets going into, into July. So, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, they said they were waiting on it. Slow start now, but it's, it's, in, it's in effect. Oh. Well, good. Well, we're still in the El Nino advisory. I don't know. We're gonna have to gonna start watching that. The monsoon now that hits what primarily is California into Nevada? Is that what? Arizona? Ever Arizona it's Southwest too. states? Okay. Yeah. You know, all all of this is just displaced because remember the Northeast? They're still battling uh, heavy torrential flooding rains, and it's going up into Canada, and it's not uh, the weather. Channel guys said all these the storms are going up into Canada, but the problem is they have less rain, and these dry thunderstorms are even sparking more wildfires mm. up in Canada. Yeah, I mean that's which could, which could happen here too, just as easy. Yeah, we did have more rain. We're more of yeah, a we're higher still, precipitation. Though. I know. Well, the, this week's weather school is all about warnings. We're having a bunch of them. Warnings, advisories, watches, blah, 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 blah. But this one is specifically to warnings. I had no idea that we had <laughs> this many warnings. And there's probably more warnings that uh, I'm not aware of and I, before I, I mean, after I uh, did this weather school. So let's review what type of warnings there are. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. This week, we're going to talk about the types of warnings issued by the National Weather Service, their criteria, and how they could save your life.
There are dozens of types of warnings that can be issued by the National Weather Service. They are all issued for a reason and should not be ignored. It's important to note that watches and warnings are not the same thing. Weather watches are issued to give the public a heads up that a particular weather hazard is possible. A warning is issued when a weather hazard is occurring or is about to occur, and you need to take the appropriate actions immediately to protect your life and property. In the convective category, the most obvious is the tornado warning. This one is self-explanatory in that a tornado has either been cited by spotters or a public official, or one is in the making and being detected on radar. Tornadoes can occur quickly, and sometimes the lead time is less than 10 minutes. So, if a tornado warning is issued for your community, then damaging weather is imminent, and you should go directly to your safe spot until the warning has either expired or has been canceled. Next, the severe thunderstorm warning. The criteria for a severe thunderstorm warning is either hail one inch in diameter or greater, or wind speeds in excess of 58 miles an hour, or both. It has been scientifically shown that one inch diameter hail can cause property damage. Hail less than one inch in diameter can make some small dents in cars, but generally doesn't knock out windows or damage the siding on your house. Although tornadoes aren't likely, a tornado could develop out of a severe thunderstorm, and if rotation is detected on radar, then the National Weather Service will upgrade the severe thunderstorm warning to a tornado warning. Occasionally, thunderstorms will have the ability to drop tremendous amounts of rain, so the National Weather Service will issue some type of flood warning. A flash flood warning is a little different from a flood warning. <laughs> a flash flood warning is issued when heavy rain falls in a short amount of time, causing water to quickly pond on roadways and cause a rapid rise in creeks and streams. A flood warning, or aerial flood warning, is issued when a gradual or persistent flood event is happening. Sometimes, flood warnings extend for up to a few days, where a flash flood warning generally lasts several hours. A widespread heavy rain event will put stress on area lakes because of all the runoff that happens when the ground becomes completely saturated. Lakes will continue to rise for a day or two after the rain event has ended, so the flood warning or aerial flood warning could last for some time. A high wind warning is issued when sustained wind speeds of 40 miles an hour or greater are expected, or for wind gusts of 58 miles an hour or greater. These strong wind conditions will make driving difficult, especially for those driving high-profile vehicles. Many times high wind warnings are issued for places on the backside of powerful low-pressure systems. Red flag warnings are issued for high winds combined with low humidity. These conditions can cause fires to quickly get out of control, so burning should be prohibited due to the dry grasses and vegetation. In the winter category, a variety of warnings can be issued. A common one is the winter storm warning. 
The criteria for this depends on where you live in the country. For places that don't generally get a lot of snow, like the southern states, a winter storm warning could be issued when snow accumulations are expected to be four inches or more. In the northern states, where snow is common, the winter storm warning criteria could be for a snowstorm that drops more than six or seven inches. Winter storm warnings are also issued for life-threatening combinations of heavy snow and ice. An ice storm warning is issued when ice accretions could be greater than one quarter inch. Travel could become very difficult or next to impossible. And when you get ice accretions greater than one half of an inch, then trees and power lines could start coming down. A blizzard warning is issued when high winds, very cold temperatures, and snow are expected. Whiteout conditions will be likely, so travel is highly discouraged. A freeze warning is normally issued in the fall when sub-freezing temperatures are anticipated for several hours, killing vegetation and then officially ending the growing season. Sometimes freeze warnings are issued in the spring after the growing season has started and the sub-freezing temperatures could kill off some weak plants. A wind chill warning is issued when high winds combined with very cold temperatures will produce wind chill values well below freezing. Skin exposure in these conditions will freeze quickly and cause bodily harm. In the summertime, we have heat warnings or excessive heat warnings, and they are issued when high temperatures combined with high humidity can affect the body. Heat has a cumulative effect on the body. Day after day of exposure to excessive heat can cause dehydration, exhaustion, heat stroke, and possibly death. Heat warnings or excessive heat warnings can last for several days, so if you're under this type of warning, then stay in air-conditioned places and try not to do strenuous activities outdoors. In the marine department, tropical storm warnings are issued for coastlines when a tropical storm with sustained winds of up to 73 miles an hour are expected. A hurricane warning is issued when sustained winds of 74 miles per hour or greater are expected. A cousin to the hurricane warning is the hurricane force wind warning in which winds of 74 miles an hour or greater are expected but are not associated with a hurricane. Special warnings are the avalanche warning, and those are issued in the mountains when an avalanche is likely to occur. Skiers should avoid the mountain slopes when an avalanche warning is issued. A tsunami warning, they are rarely issued, but are in the database of warnings from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Powerful earthquakes can occur, which shift the tectonic plates in the oceans. Tsunami waves begin deep in the ocean and can travel up to 500 miles per hour. These waves can make their way to islands and mainland coastlines, although their momentum decreases the farther out from the initiation point. If these waves reach islands, then there will be a rise in sea level and residents should seek higher ground. How high the water rises depends on how far away the tsunami was generated from the island. Coastlines will experience a rise in ocean levels 
and a fast influx of water invades the land mass. This can happen so quickly that often people don't have time to get out of the way. This weather school has focused on many of the warnings issued by the National Weather Service. Advisories are issued when the lesser of these hazards occur. For example, a winter weather advisory is the lesser of a winter storm warning. A freezing rain advisory is the lesser of an ice storm warning. Advisories are still impactual and are indicators that a hazard is imminent. Bottom line, warnings should never be ignored. It's the function of the National Weather Service to inform the public of situations that could greatly affect your life and property. Always be prepared. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, I haven't listened to these, uh, these weather schools all the way through in quite some time, so I'm not sure what I think, but what, uh, what I didn't cover, but the snow squall warning... You know that yeah. if that's that's not in there, I need to add it. So let let me know. I think we'll ever get one of those. They've been close, but be, I was going to say close. Yeah. <laughs> now I've, I've seen them over in Colorado and stuff. You know, Colorado is a place where they're getting a lot more tornadoes and severe yeah. weather. They have been. I don't know if it's just because of the you know the the heat dome or whatever, but I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. Uh, okay, it's time for in other news. You don't have anything? Uh, Not too much. You go ahead. Okay. Uh, Tracking the Saharan dust layer, we we talk about that. It it happens every year. It just got uh, some recognition a couple of years ago when just a huge slug of it came over. So we're tracking it. Uh, It's uh, over the Atlantic, and by Saturday, they're thinking it should be over maybe Cuba, Florida, right? You know, it's really broad area there. Um, It's not real heavy, not real dense. Uh, but, you know, something to track. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Canadian wildfire smoke is back. We had uh, filtered skies yesterday, and uh, the National Weather Service AFD actually mentioned this. They said the hazy condition to the sky is from the Canadian wildfires, and that's because we got back into a northwest flow. Coming down from Montana, North Dakota, right down to the mid, mid part of the country. So I thought I would do that. Um, so, and then the last thing I have is uh, I was watching, I don't know, I forget which channel I was watching, but climatologist was on there talking about, uh, or meteorologist, I don't know, was talking about how intense the storms are getting. And uh, the, the flash flooding is increasing, and climatologically speaking, every degree of warming, now this is global average, every degree of warming will allow the atmosphere to hold 7% more moisture. And that's why we are seeing a lot more of these torrential downpours, these storms getting stronger because it takes moisture <laughs> and heat to really get instability going, which makes the storm stronger. I mean, Marwar, Mawar, whatever that typhoon over there, one of the strongest, one of the strongest. Right. Um, Yeah, so that's what's going on. What are you seeing? Anything over there? Um, I was looking at some derecho information. Oh, okay, good. The last derecho that hit 
It was actually in June, June 29th. And it affected uh, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Illinois, leaving 300,000 without power, wow. winds over 100 miles an hour. And that's the last recorded ratio. So they're not saying this last one was a duration. Mm -hmm. But I was looking at the data and I don't have the numbers, but I'm just, you know, eyeballing this. Uh, duration, the first name duration, when they actually called it a duration, was July 31st, 1877. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then, you know, they've had several since then, of course. But, you know, I'm looking at these dates and most of these duration have happened in the month of July. Interesting. So it is interesting. We have a few June, a few August. Uh, generally not a a spring type storm, but I'm gonna tell you probably ninety percent of these have occurred in July, which is you know wow. interesting. That kind of makes sense because yeah. we're getting to the hottest part and right. we're coming out of spring, so that would have more of a clash. That kind of makes sense to me. It does, but uh, you know, so this could be duration season. If they're going to have a monsoon season, we have a derecho season, right? Yeah, you Unofficially. Got, you got cave beam season, so. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm going to take a camera down there tomorrow, and we're going to see if I can't get a beam time lapse. Nice. Plus, I, got, I got all my cameras ready to go. Uh, oh, that's great. I got to get a warning. Uh-oh. Okay, so you're going to get a warning. So I'm going to, well, you get that. I'm going to talk. Uh, what am I going to talk about? Let's see. <laughs> We did the tropics. We did warnings. Did this, uh, yeah, because we we're starting to get. Let me expound on this uh, duration thing. Uh, like we said before, the the definition of a duration is a powerful windstorm that persists over four hundred miles, like you were saying, and then uh, has a path of sixty miles wide. And mm -hmm. sometimes these things can go for states. Uh, I mean, you have to correct me on this later, but I think one started in like. South Dakota or Iowa or something it went all the way to North Carolina. That man, you know, you know, in the Weather Channel names winter storms. Maybe we should name derechos. We'll we'll name it for people we don't like. That's what we'll do. No, I don't. I don't want to stoop to that. So, not a fan of the Weather Channel naming winter storms. Now that warning, it's not close to us, is it? Uh, Bolivar, Polk County. Oh. Polk County and the one next to that. Okay. Yeah. We're uh, I would rather have named durations than name winter storms. Yeah, really. I mean I mean seriously. you can't name tornadoes. There's just too many. You're no, running right, out of names. Right, right. Yeah. Hurricanes just make the most sense to me. So anyway, yeah, I even got a uh a text during the, the weather school to go play some disc golf before the storm hits. Now I've got oh. a, a ooh, I've got a um a video I showed Corey already of, uh, and it's a live video for me standing on my porch with my buddy Gary. Once that powerful storm came through on uh, Friday, and I'm going to plop it in there. It's cool because I'm, I'm aiming up the, the street and you can hear the wind get stronger and stronger because he was saying you can hear the roar of the wind from the distance and it, it was exciting. And I thought, oh, I'm going to get a video of this. Then you can see the power go out in the whole neighborhood, then come back on. It's pretty cool. And then it gets. You should have sent that to me. I got it all. I got some money out of that. 
Well, shoot. I'd put, I'd have put it all over the place. That'd have been good. One. I had no power. I couldn't I get know. it to you. Oh, you can text it. You can text those things to me. You got. You Do got, you know LTE down here is like hamsters? Oh, I know. Yeah, it would. I you probably get it by midnight or whatever. I don't yeah, know. right. Well, I will. I will. Mm. Shoot. It's always cool when to see the power go off while you're recording. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it scared me. Now, it, it yeah, it, and once I turned, you could tell at the end, once I turned, I thought, okay, the wind's really picking up, So it's, and it starts blowing in the camera. It's like, I got to go in. So the moment, the second I turned to go into the house, all the power went off, and it stayed off. So I thought that was cool. And I'm working on music because I got a time lapse <laughs> of when that front came through and it looked like armageddon once that thing came through lightning started flashing it was incredible so i'm i'm wondering if i'm we need to put music to it or just put it up we I, haven't had that much widespread damage in a long time from a storm that's true that is very true and and usually you know and, and people say and i understand what people say it's like we went got under warning we didn't get anything the wind was only 30 miles an hour well maybe not at your location but a lot of people were taking cover for tornadoes because the outdoor warning signs were sounding. Oh, they were. Which, yeah, that's right. You know, they were blasting, which they should have been because of the the new, the criteria for an outdoor warning siren is wind. You know, I think it's over seventy miles per hour. Mm -hmm. You got or golf golf ball size hail, and uh, they're looking out for us over at the uh, city of Branson. They're going to sound those sirens because there's a lot of tourists and guests at the track and walking up and down the strip. They got to take cover. They yeah. don't want anybody getting hurt while they're on vacation. Yeah, and a lot of people aren't weather aware. They just, you know, they they just see clouds going. It's like, it, and the afternoon, it was pristine. the The beginning of right. that time lapse, it was blue because sky. Because we've had bad luck with weather in Branson before. That's true. And my friends, and that wasn't a tornado either. Yeah, yeah. And this is funny. My my one of my best friends, uh, Marty and Kenya, who just live up the street from me, they had come home. Gary and I were standing out in the parking lot watching this thing come in. And so they, they drove by and stopped and said, hey, what are you all doing? And I said, well, there's about a 70-mile-an-hour gust entering Branson West at this point. And I said, oh, crap. And they just sped off because they had to take their dogs out. <laughs> so I texted them later and asked them if their dogs blew away. Mm. They didn't. Uh, they have little dogs, <laughs> little cute dogs like that. So you got your warning? Uh, I got more now. I'm, I'm, they're coming down pretty quick. Oh, they are? Yeah. Okay. We better probably end this thing here pretty quick. Okay. And well, I tell, okay. Well, let's... Uh, you have time to get to the weather word? Oh, yeah, we haven't done that yet. Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, let's get to the weather word. It's the weather word of the week. Okay, so quickly, we'll have Corey uh, read the weather word of the week. So what is it? Undersun. Oh. Wow. Okay, now that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what is undersun? An optical effect seen by an observer above a cloud deck when looking toward the sun. As the sun sunlight is reflected upwards off the faces of ice crystals in the cloud duck. Also, cloud deck. Duck. Quack, quack. The cloud duck. <laughs> also known as a subsun. This can only be viewed when looking downward. So it's only observed from an aircraft. Yeah. Interesting. I have seen... Close to under suns before, uh, which I was looking out the window. I think it's the last time I went to San Diego, and I looked out the window. And I was like, "Well, there's the sun." So I think I've actually seen a subset, and and they're they're fairly common. I mean the 
the the cruising altitude of airplanes is usually thirty to forty thousand feet, and a lot of times those cirrus stratus clouds, you're right above them. Right. Um, so you can see that, which is really cool. Uh, okay. Well, Corey is busy doing that, and uh, I I will be back next week. But you work late next week, don't you? Like. 10. Yeah, we're in summer nights. Summer nights. Okay. Well, uh, we will have a podcast next week, whether it be Corey or Gary. Not sure yet. We'll we'll figure that out <laughs> next week. But uh, I'm I'm glad that you were able to today. Yeah, me so too. that was cool. All right. Best thing to do if you're listening to this today, severe thunderstorm watch until nine o'clock. It is getting cloudy outside now. Uh, stay tuned. And tomorrow, when all this is over. Make sure you don't overexert outside. Heat advisory in effect and the uh, heat, uh, what am I thinking? Oh, uh, heat indices up to 107, maybe 110. So take those breaks, drink all that water, and we will go. All right, so uh, Corey's busy. So I'm, I think it's time to wrap this thing up before it gets crazy. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have us show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website. It has a great severe weather section. and You can follow everything there at stormdarweather.com. Okay, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>